Hello, and welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I appreciate you. And I truly mean that every time I say that. I absolutely appreciate you. And all of you that come and listen to my podcasts and go on my website and all the things that you do, it really means a lot to me, so thank you. So today is March 21st of 2021, and it is so exciting to say that they have finally set an opening date of April 30th, 2021 for the Disneyland Resort. That is Disneyland and that is Disney California Adventure and that is so incredibly exciting. Bad news, it's only gonna be open to California residents. So if you live in California, lucky you for this reason. So just to kind of touch on what they say on their website, what Disney says on Disneyland's website, Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park will now uh, will plan to reopen on April 30th to enter a park, both park reservation and valid admission for the same park on the same date are required for guests age three and up. Reservations are limited and for until further notice, only California residents may visit the parks in line with current state guidelines. It also says that the Grand California Hotel and Spa plans to reopen on the 29th of April and the Disneyland Hotel and Disney's Paradise Pier will remain closed and will reopen at a later date. So unfortunately on opening day, which is still going to be super exciting and I'm very envious of everyone who gets to go and I'll live vicariously through all of you, but It's going to be a very limited capacity. 15%, I believe, was the last I heard. There's no outside dining. Any of the attractions that are... No, let me rephrase that. There is outside dining. No inside dining. And any attractions that are outside will be open, but any that go inside will not. Um, As I mentioned in the last episode, the last I heard, if the attraction went inside for a brief period of time, then that would be okay. But if it was exclusively an indoor attraction, such as Pirates of the Caribbean, It's a Small World, Space Mountain, I mean, those things are inside. Um, I say it's a small world because it's inside, but it's, and it is inside for sure. But it has like such a, a different atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's you know, you start outside and then you go inside, but you are in there for like 15 minutes. So that's a long time. So I'm going to say no, that will not be open. But Pirates of the Caribbean is inside the entire time. So I really, I mean, that would be a prime example of not being open. Um, Splash Mountain, I wouldn't expect that. And I know I went over these last time. It just... I think that the capacity, of course, is limited. The number of attractions that will be open will be limited. Dining will only be outside, so no restaurants inside, such as like Blue Bayou. um, And you can't really dine inside, so as long as they have outdoor seating. And I am sure they're going to pull out all the stops and do everything they can to accommodate as much as possible. And for those of you that live in California, 
to have the opportunity to go to Disneyland in such a limited capacity, just like the folks did who went to Disney World, they talked about how awesome it was to be inside those theme parks with such limited capacity, which means you could get on those attractions and it wasn't so crowded. Yes, not everything is going to be open, so there's definitely going to be a trade-off, but what a wonderful first step. So for me, who does not live in California at this moment, I am just going to have to wait my turn. And I know as I am sitting here recording this, I am going to cry when I see people go in there and I am going to cry when I walk on property again. I just absolutely love that place and I am so excited that we are so much closer. And not just because, of course, Disneyland is opening. That's obviously a big deal to me. But it just symbolizes the progress and the environment, the current climate, that we're getting better. And that, my friends, is what makes me so happy. So, ah, yay. Okay, so big news, the most important news there. Um, Before we jump into today's episode, just a friendly reminder, please visit my website at DisneylandDevoted.com. I have forum questions out there. I'd love to hear from you. Drop me an email. Um, I have a couple different emails. They go to the same box, podcast at DisneylandDevoted.com might be the easiest to remember. Um, that link is always in the description of this episode as well as on the website. Um, there's a library to all the podcasts on the website. Um, I'm going to start writing some more articles out there because I do very much enjoy writing. That is a passion of mine. So why not take advantage of that? So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode, which this is a spotlight on... Halloween parties at the Disneyland Resort. So, uh, to be perfectly transparent, I've only gone to one, and it was at Disneyland. So it was a couple years ago. It was the last year I think they did um, actual Halloween parties at Disneyland side, and then they started doing them over at California Adventure. But the concept is still the same, and what I want to dig into is: is it worth the money? Is it worth going to a special event such as the Halloween party? What do you get out of it? What's the experience like? Is it good for all ages, just for children? I'm going to give you all of my thoughts. So let's go ahead and get started. So if you've been listening to me at all, you know that I am all about special events. As a Disneyland connoisseur, oh, that sounds so fancy. I'm going to say that all the time. I am a Disneyland connoisseur. As an experienced Disneyland goer, I don't need special events to absolutely immerse myself into the Disney magic, but I love them because it's just another fun and exciting thing. And when it comes to that place, I want to experience it all. I want to have the experience, the knowledge um, firsthand to say, yep, I did that. That was worth it. That wasn't worth it. Would we do it again? I, I enjoy that and it's worth every penny for me to try it. The test for me is whether or not I would recommend it and or would I do it again? 
So when it comes to the Halloween party, so let me tell you some of the pros and then some of the cons. So the pros of a Halloween party, which just to, maybe, let me just back up a little bit, just in case somebody is not familiar with it. So the Halloween parties are on select nights and they start as soon as like August, even though Halloween is not till the end of October. Um, and they're, they're on select nights and the gates close early to the general public, like seven-ish. And then the Halloween party is for ticketed guests and it goes on until park closing, like 12, one o'clock, something like that. It changes, so roughly around those times. It's an additional like $75 per person and that also fluctuates and it gets more expensive the closer you get to Halloween. But so so even if you like you are an annual pass holder, it's an additional ticket price to go for this one night for this ticketed event, ticketed event. So you go in with your ticket. Now, if you're already in the park, which they do allow those who are um you know, you can get in at like four o'clock if you're going to the Halloween party. Um, so how do I want to say that? If you're a general admission, which means you're not going to the Halloween party, you can go into the park at rope drop and you can stay until the party, air quotes, starts at like seven-ish. If you are just buying a ticket, so you're not an annual pass holder and you or you don't have a general admission ticket from earlier in the day, the only ticket you have for that day is the Halloween party, you can get in at like four o'clock and be in the park for a few hours before the Halloween party event starts. So that's pretty awesome. It's not really limited to just that window of time. Um, also, it's supposed to be reduced capacity. Now, in my experience of going to Disneyland almost every single day of my life for the year I lived there, I would say I didn't go at Christmas. I didn't go on Christmas Day, which I've never done that. And rumor has it it's unbearably busy. So I never do that. But all the rest of the times that I've gone, I didn't feel that the Halloween party was excessively crowded. I have heard reports where it's maybe a little more crowded than years past, but I did not find it overwhelming compared to your normal busy times like Saturdays or holiday weekends or things like that. So anyway, so you get into the park and then the party has treat trails. So those are stations throughout the the theme park that's hosting it. So like I said, when I went, it was Disneyland and now it's at California Adventure. So either way, they both have treat trails and that's where you trick or treat for candy and they give you a bucket or some sort of souvenir type candy holder <laughs> when you come in, but you can bring in your own and then you can stop at all these treat trails and they're kind of cool. They're like off in these like fun little paths and, and they get a little crowded, um, but you can go and you can trick or treat. And then they have special events like special fireworks, special parade, um, special 
character appearances are usually aimed at the villain, so like the naughtier side of Disney. Um, so it just makes it more, um, you know, a little more in line with the concept of Halloween. And then uh, costumes are encouraged. Um, nothing that covers your face, although, you know, we do have masks these days. But, you know, just like a costume that completely covers your face um, is wasn't allowed before. So... And it's really just one big Halloween party with a lot of extra things like um, extra offerings like treat offerings and dining offerings and those kinds of things, special buttons and just souvenirs and things that you can purchase and things that come with for paying to go into this event. So let's talk about the pros. The pros to me is what a wonderful experience. It was so unique and different um, in that it was, I love Halloween. I loved all the decorations. I loved the, um, they had all these Halloween cool projections off of Main Street, just like the entire time so it wasn't just during a show I loved the parade the headless horseman makes his appearance and it's like magic yes I used that word but I love the headless horseman and here he comes and I swear it's like someone turned the volume down in the park and you can just hear that clop bitty clop clop of the horse's um, hooves on the asphalt as he's clicking down the route and it's like everything is still and quiet and here comes this boating presence all in black pumpkin in his arm on a big black horse just trotting down main street i mean it just is the coolest thing ever loved it i was so excited for that and it did not disappoint I watched it in awe, I recorded it, and I've watched that video multiple times. I absolutely loved that. I loved the parade, I loved the opportunity to meet different villains that you wouldn't normally see on the regular. So, like, day to day, you see, you know, your very standard characters at Disneyland. Um, you know, obviously Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Daisy, Pluto... Um, you know, all of those. You see the princesses, you see Chippendale, you see, um, you know, just, just your um, mainstream characters. But then um, sometimes in, in Fantasyland, you get to see Peter Pan and Mary Poppins and Bert and the Mad Hatter and Alice in Wonderland. You get to see all of them. Uh, we see Cru Cruella DeVille and the Evil Queen occasionally, but on Halloween, those latter ones are front and center, right? Ursula and um, uh, I can never say his name. Dr. Franciere. I don't even know how to say his name. The one from Princess and the Frog. He's there and every villain, Maleficent and all of them are out. Every bad villain from a Disney uh, movie or event is out. And that is fantastic. It's just a different way of seeing, um, or I should say, it's a way of seeing different characters, which is really cool. So still on the pro side, the treat trails are generous to say the least. There were so many of them that when we got to our second to last one, my daughter was like, I cannot do any more. Our 
our, uh, I think we had like what they gave us a couple of bags and then we had an, a third bag and it was just like overflowing with candy. Like, and these aren't like, they are not skimping or being cheap with the candy. It's like good, what you hope you get when you go trick-or-treating and a whole bunch of it at each stop, like a handful and then thrown it into your trick-or-treat bag. It's amazing. But we got to the second to last one. She was done. We didn't even, we didn't even go to the last one. It was like, okay, we are done. So there's plenty of candy. If that's your motivation, you will not leave disappointed. And it is really cute to see all the kids dressed up and, and, um, you know, being able to trick or treat in that kind of an environment. I mean, that's the best place to trick or treat. I think it was fantastic. Um, more pros, um, the, we watched the, there was a projection show, um, that was followed up with fireworks off of It's a Small World. That was amazing. Um, we had dinner and we got to sit. We went to Carnation Cafe. I remember we sat outside on their little outdoor area. And it was like so cool to watch people coming in off of Main Street. That was really awesome. Highly recommend. If I were to do it again, I would eat like a Cafe Orleans where you get like a, a much broader view of people going by and stuff like that. But it was amazing. And that right there, and let me just pause there. Super important if you're going to go to a Halloween party, you need to make your reservations for those eateries well in advance because they go fast. Um, but we're going to talk about eating there as well. But anyways, that that was an awesome pro. We rode as many attractions as we wanted to, keeping in mind that we went all the time. So it wasn't like oh my gosh, we're going to Disneyland for the first time in two years and we need to get all of this stuff in and it's crowded and we aren't going to do that. We did not experience that. We rode the things we wanted to do. Our main focus was taking in all the decorations, seeing the the villains, the parade, the treat trails. Like We were taking in the experiences more so than the attractions. We rode attractions, but we were really kind of taking all of the other stuff in because it was unique to us, right? It wasn't like an everyday visit to Disneyland. Haunted Mansion, we wrote that because, duh, you have to do that on Halloween. And it was just as cool and creepy as ever. So there was a lot of pros and it was a really great experience. So let's talk about the cons. The cons are that... It is still pretty crowded. It is a um, abbreviated time frame to be in the theme park. And if you are trying to get in attractions as well as see all the unique offerings, it's going to be a challenge to do all of that. Okay, you'll have to forgive the barking there. Um, it, it will be difficult to get that done. It's in my mind, you might want to approach it like, okay, I definitely want to go on these attractions, but I I also want to make sure that we see the parade and the fireworks and we go to this place to eat and we get this treat and we do these things. And like, you really want to kind of coordinate that and the attractions might be better to not be the number one thing to do just given 
the abbreviated time frame that you have and the crowds. Now, all of that said, once the fireworks and the parade were over, it's like any other day at Disneyland. Everything opens up, people are done, and they're leaving and that's when you can t- get in a lot of stuff. I had done a lot of research on YouTube before we went and people had said, you know, try to do the treat trails later because most people are going to come in and they're going to hit the treat trails. They're going to try to see those, have those character experiences where some of those lines are super, super long and they're going to try to do that right in the beginning of the party. So if you can forego that and try to do it later in the evening you might not be waiting as long it feels risky it felt risky when I watched it it felt risky to do that but I saw the proof of that I saw where that's exactly what people did they migrated quickly to all these different things all these different offerings and it became congested in those areas but then later everything opened up and so it's just really about um, being strategic in your approach. That said, we were doing all of those things first too, and we had an amazing time. So if you do go that route, no harm, no foul. Additional cons was the restaurant situation. You have to ask yourself in your abbreviated time that you have to do all these new fun and exciting things that you maybe don't do all the time or they're just not available all the time. Do you want to take the time to sit down and have a meal with, you know, like a table service meal at Cafe Orleans, for example, where somebody's waiting on you and it's taking 45 minutes to an hour to do this when you have so many things to do and you don't have as much time to do it. It's something worth considering. Um, And the con to that would also be getting a reservation at those places. That may be challenging given that there's not that many slots. So in my experience of doing it, I love eating at Disneyland, but the truth is for us, we went on a Friday night, so it was hurry up, get home from work, and then go over to Disneyland so we didn't have time to stop and eat. In fact, I take that back. I think what we did is my daughter and I got over there at like four-ish, then my husband met us after work, but we didn't have time to eat before getting into the park. We were anxious to get in there and experience this new fun thing we were doing. So we ate at Carnation Cafe, which had a reservation availability. I did not plan very well and try to get into something else sooner, which I should have. Um, so in hindsight, I probably would do that differently. If at all possible, I would take the day off completely, try to eat before getting into Disneyland, and then I would, you know, maybe snack or get some of those special, you know, Halloween party offerings in the way of treats or different things, and not spend that time sitting down and eating, but rather experiencing other things. Uh, What I did find to be very interesting about the Halloween party was that there were so many people dressed up, and I don't just mean kids. I saw so many adults completely in the spirit. I absolutely loved it. 
we did not dress up and the truth is that we were really just trying to figure out how to navigate all of that right you're in a costume you're trying to get on and off attractions and do certain things now looking back i can see where it's really very popular to be dressed up and really you're almost an uh you know an outsider when you don't so but but that's not to say that there aren't people who aren't dressed up because obviously there's plenty of those but a lot of people do dress up so if you have any inkling or desire to be in the in the spirit of doing that then you should absolutely you will love it and there was just so many great costumes lots of disney inspired costumes but plenty of non disney inspired costumes so that was cute um so what do i feel about it i feel that it absolutely was a blast. I had a great time. We all did. We enjoyed seeing so many different de different decorations. So the whole Coco Day of the Dead theme was, um, there was this gorgeous display of those, you know, skeletons with all the jewels and the painted face and the gorgeous gowns. Oh my gosh, that was absolutely beautiful. There was like this whole walkthrough area. Oh, breathtaking. And then all of the orange, all of the carved pumpkins, like the decorations of Halloween were absolutely beautiful. The treat trails were uh, it was a wonderful, fantastic way to trick-or-treat and get a whole bunch of candy. Being there in something new and different was was exciting and just, just gave me a, a whole new and exciting layer into my experience at Disneyland. Would I do it again? I would do it again, but I wouldn't do it annually. I feel like it was a great experience. I think everyone should experience it, so I highly recommend it, but it's not necessarily something that I would do every year. It's a special occasion. It's um, something I would do maybe once every five years or so. Uh, I think it's worth it. I think it's, it's your children would love it. Adults would love it. I definitely think it should be on your wishing well list to do, but it isn't something that we would do all the time. And the only reason we wouldn't is because it is expensive. And I mean, when you think about if it's like, let's say a hundred bucks per person. And if you have, you know, three people in your family, four people in your family, plus you already are an annual pass holder. That's a lot of money. And even if you're not, and you want to get the most out of Disneyland, it's just a kind of a pricey thing. It's worth it, but it's not something I would do all the time. But I would highly recommend doing it. And we had such wonderful memories. And I absolutely enjoy the pictures from the Halloween party. We had candy for days. We put candy in the freezer. It was so memorable. It was one of my highlights of our experiences at Disneyland for the year that we were there. So I do hope that you get an opportunity to do it. I think you would thoroughly enjoy it. 
I will put a form question out there about a Halloween party at Disneyland, and I would love to hear your feedback if you've gone. I have not gone to, I believe they call it the Oogie Boogie Bash over at DCA side now where they have all kinds of different things. Um, same concept, treat trails and all of the villains come out, but they just do it, I think, do it up differently over there. And I've heard wonderful things about it and I've heard not so wonderful things about it, which is pretty much the way life goes, right? You've got people who love things and people that hate things. But I I would like to try to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash so that I can say I experienced it from that side as well, be able to compare the two. I am grateful that it moved over to the DCA side because I don't ever want to be restricted from Disneyland. I If I don't go to the Halloween party and during that time frame, which is like late August, early September, all the way through Halloween, there's going to be several nights where Disneyland is going to close early. And to me, uh, that's no bueno. I don't like that. I don't want to not be able to go to Disneyland when I want to. And so I appreciate that I went over to the other side and therefore Disneyland is always open um, throughout that season so you can experience everything you know the decorations and all of that good stuff and then DCA is a little more restricted that is my preference so all right well there you have it there's my feedback my spotlight on the Halloween parties over at Disneyland do check it out I don't think you will be disappointed your kids will not hate all the candy And with that, I am going to wish you all a very happy, safe week. I hope everything is going well for you and your family. Yay, Disneyland is opening soon. And until next time, bye.